Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, November 17th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Amos 8, 11 and 12. Even in the days of Joseph, there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Toldot, and it means generations. Genesis 27:28-28:4. May Hashem give you of the dew of heaven and the fat of the earth, abundance of new grain and wine. Let peoples serve you and nations bow to you. Be master over your brothers and let your mother's sons bow to you. Cursed be they who curse you and blessed they who bless you. No sooner had Jacob left the presence of his father Isaac, after Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, that his brother Esau came back from his hunt. He too prepared a dish and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father sit up and eat of his son's game, so that you may give me your innermost blessing. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? And he said, I am your son Esau, your firstborn. Isaac was seized with very violent trembling. Who was it then, he demanded, that hunted game and brought it to me? Moreover, I ate of it before you came, and I blessed him. Now he must remain blessed. 
When Esau heard his father's words, he burst into wild and bitter sobbing, and he said to his father, Bless me too, father. But he answered, Your brother came with guile and took away your blessing. Esau said, Was he then named Jacob, that he might supplant me these two times? First he took away my birthright, and now he has taken away my blessing. And he added, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered, saying to Esau, But I have made him master over you. I have given him all his brothers for servants, and sustained him with grain and wine. What then can I still do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, father? Bless me too, father. And Esau wept aloud. And his father Isaac answered, saying to him, See, your abode shall enjoy the fat of the earth and the dew of heaven above. Yet by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restive, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau harbored a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing which his father had given him. And Esau said to himself, Let but the morning period of my father come, and I will kill my brother Jacob. When the words of her older son Esau were reported to Rebekah, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is consoling himself by planning to kill you. Now, my son, listen to me. Flee at once to Haran to my brother Laban. Stay with him a while until your brother's fury subsides, until your brother's anger against you subsides, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will fetch you from there. Let me not lose you both in one day. Rebekah said to Isaac, I am disgusted with my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries a Hittite woman like these from among the native women, what good will life be to me? So Isaac sent for Jacob and blessed him. He instructed him and said, You shall not take a wife from among the Canaanite women. Up, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take a wife there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May El Shaddai bless you, make you fertile and numerous, so that you become an assembly of peoples. May he grant the blessing of Abraham to you and your offspring, that you may possess the land where you are sojourning, which Hashem assigned to Abraham. Ezekiel 35, 1-36-38 The word of Hashem came to me, O mortal, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it. Say to it, Thus said Hashem, I am going to deal with you, Mount Seir. I will stretch up my hand against you and make you an utter waste. I will turn your towns into ruins, and you shall be a desolation. Then you shall know that I am Hashem. Because you harbored an ancient hatred, and handed the people of Israel over to the sword in their time of calamity, the time set for their punishment. Assuredly, as I live, declares Hashem, I will doom you with blood. Blood shall pursue you. I swear that for your bloodthirsty hatred, 
blood shall pursue you. I will make Mount Seir an utter waste, and I will keep all passers-by away from it. I will cover its mountains with the slain. Men slain by the sword shall lie on your hills, in your valleys, and in all your watercourses. I will make you a desolation for all time. Your towns shall never be inhabited, and you shall know that I am Hashem. Because you thought, the two nations and the two lands shall be mine, and we shall possess them, although Hashem was there. Assuredly, as I live, declares Hashem, I will act with the same anger and passion that you acted with in your hatred of them, and I will make myself known through them when I judge you. You shall know that I, Hashem, have heard all the taunts you uttered against the hills of Israel. They have been laid waste. They have been given to us as prey. And you spoke arrogantly against me and multiplied your rewards against me. I have heard it. Thus said Hashem, When the whole earth rejoices, I will make you a desolation. As you rejoiced when the heritage of the house of Israel was laid waste, so will I treat you. The low hill country of Seir and the whole of Edom, all of it, shall be laid waste. And they shall know that I am Hashem. And you, O mortal, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of Hashem. Thus said Hashem, because the enemy gloated over you, aha, those ancient heights have become our possession. Therefore prophesy and say, thus said Hashem, just because they eagerly lusted to see you become a possession of the other nations round about, so that you have become the butt of gossip in every language and of the jibes from every people, truly, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Hashem. Thus said Hashem to the mountains and the hills, to the watercourses and the valleys, and to the desolate wastes and deserted cities which have become a prey and a laughingstock to the other nations round about. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I have indeed spoken in my blazing wrath against the other nations and against all of Edom, which with wholehearted glee and with contempt have made my land a possession for themselves for pasture and for prey. Yes, prophesy about the land of Israel and say to the mountains and the hills, to the watercourses and to the valleys, Thus said Hashem, Behold, I declare in my blazing wrath, because you have suffered the taunting of the nations, thus said Hashem, I hereby swear that the nations which surround you shall in their turn suffer disgrace. But you, O mountains of Israel, shall yield your produce and bear your fruit for my people Israel, for their return is near. For I will care for you, I will turn to you, and you shall be tilled and sown. I will settle a large population on you, the whole house of Israel. The town shall be resettled, and the ruined sites rebuilt. I will multiply men and beasts upon you, and they shall increase and be fertile. And I will resettle you as you were formerly, and will make you more prosperous than you were at first. And you shall know that I am Hashem. I will lead men, my people Israel, to you, 
and they shall possess you. You shall be their their heritage, and you shall not again cause them to be bereaved. Thus said Hashem, Because they say to you, You are a land that devours men. You have been a bereaver of your nations. Assuredly, you shall devour men no more. You shall never again bereave your nations, declares Hashem. No more will I allow the jibes of the nations to be heard against you. No longer shall you suffer the taunting of the peoples, and never again shall you cause the nations to stumble, declares Hashem. The word of Hashem came to me. O mortal, when the house of Israel dwelt on their own soil, they defiled it with their ways and their deeds. Their ways were in my sight like the uncleanness of a menstruous woman. So I poured out my wrath on them for the blood which they shed upon their land and for the fetishes which which they defiled it. I scattered them among the nations, and they were dispersed through the countries. I punished them in accordance with their ways and their deeds. But when they came to those nations, they caused my holy name to be profaned, in that it was said of them, These are the people of Hashem, yet they had to leave his land. Therefore, I am concerned for my holy name, which the house of Israel has caused to be profaned among the nations to which they have come. Say to the house of Israel, Thus said Hashem, Not for your sake will I act, O house of Israel, but for my holy name which you have caused to be profaned among the nations to which you have come. I will sanctify my great name which has been profaned among the nations among whom you have caused it to be profaned. And the nation shall know that I am Hashem, declares Hashem, when I manifest my holiness before their eyes through you. I will take you from among the nations and gather you from all the countries, and I will bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your uncleanness and from all your fetishes and idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove the heart of stone and from your body and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you. Thus, I will cause you to follow my laws and faithfully to observe my rules. Then you shall dwell in the land which I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And when I have delivered you from all your uncleanness, I will summon the grain and make it abundant, and I will not bring famine upon you. I will make the fruit of your trees and the crops of your fields abundant, so that you shall never again be humiliated before the nations because of famine. Then you shall recall your evil ways and your base conduct, and you shall loathe yourselves for your iniquities and your abhorrent practices. Not for your sake will I act, declares Hashem. Take good note. Be ashamed and humiliated because of your ways, O house of Israel. Thus said Hashem, When I have cleansed you of all your iniquities, I will people your settlements, and the ruined places shall be rebuilt. 
And the desolate land, after lying waste in the sight of every passerby, shall again be tilled. And men shall say, That land, once desolate, has become like the Garden of Eden, and the cities, once ruined, desolate, and ravaged, are now populated and fortified. And the nations that are left around you shall know that I, Hashem, have rebuilt the ravaged places and replanted the desolate land. I, Hashem, have spoken and will act. Thus said Hashem, Moreover, in this I will respond to the house of Israel and act for their sake. I will multiply their people like sheep. As Jerusalem is filled with sacrificial sheep during her festivals, so shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of people, and they shall know that I am Hashem. James 1, 1-18 James, a servant of God and of the Lord Yeshua, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, and let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally, and upbraids not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withers the grass, and the flower thereof falls, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Psalm 116, 1-19 I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me, I therefore will call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. 
Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant and the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Proverbs 27, 23-27 Be diligent to know the state of your flocks, and look well to your herds. For riches are not forever, and does the crown endure to every generation? The hay appears, and the tender grass shows itself, and herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for your clothing, and the goats are the price of the field. And you shall have goat's milk enough for your food, and the food of your household, and for the maintenance for your maidens. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Genesis 27 and 28, and then we're going to jump into Ezekiel chapter 35. And I want to really unpack this relationship between Jacob and Esau. We read today that Isaac was getting ready to die, and so he wants to pass on a blessing to his son. So we're going to unpack that. I'm just going to share a little bit from an article that was recently written that does a deep dive on. Jacob and Esau. The article is called Esau, Amalek, Haman, and Hamas Connecting the Dots. So I'm just going to share the part about Jacob and Esau because it really speaks to uh, the Hamas war that's going on today. That this is a very relevant issue. That there's a spiritual dynamic going on of an ancient hatred. That that ancient hatred is now manifesting in, in this Hamas war. So, in the words of Jeremy Gampel, Israel is currently facing a battle on three different levels. There is a literal battle with boots on the ground, the kinetic war with Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Most folks are following that story pretty closely. There is an ideological battle in the minds and hearts of Israelis, liberal versus conservative, religious versus secular. And there is a spiritual battle that is being waged in the heavens. This article will focus on that spiritual battle. What is the spirit behind Hamas? How will Israel fight and overcome that evil spirit? 
Many teachers on both the Jewish and the Christian side of the aisle are postulating that the Hamas operatives are motivated and energized by the spirit of Amalek. Is that true? And if so, what does that mean? And how do we overcome the spirit of Amalek? The roots of the spiritual conflict begin with Jacob and Esau. So before we get to Amalek, we must begin with Esau. The conflict between these twin boys began in the womb, as it is written in Genesis 25, 22-26. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So, when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. I believe Jacob has been misunderstood over the centuries. He has been accused of being a supplanter and a deceiver, and that accusation originally came right out of the mouth of Esau. Yet. When we look at the struggle that started from within the womb, I believe Esau had murder in his heart for his brother even before they were born. Instead of believing that Jacob was supplanting his brother by catching hold of his heel, perhaps this is what really happened. Esau was trying to crush the soft part of his brother's skull with his foot to kill him. Jacob reached up with his hand to protect the soft part of his skull from being crushed. The next verse tells us more about the character of these two boys. In Genesis 25:27, it is written, So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. Esau is a man of the fields. He's a hunter. Hunters are cunning. They stalk their prey, and they kill. Esau was a man of the world. He was carnal, bloody, and a killer. But Jacob was a man who dwelt in tents or stayed in camp. This is a Hebrew idiom for this. Jacob loved to study the Torah. That is why he dwelt in the tent and stayed in camp. Esau hates Jacob. Again, we find that Jacob is much maligned in this next part of the story. He is accused by Esau and by many Bible teachers of stealing the blessing from his brother Esau. Yet Rebekah, Jacob's mother, is the one who instructed Jacob to do the following. Genesis 27, verses 6 through 8. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I have heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me the game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I have commanded you. Jacob had objections, but in the end he obeyed his mother. Why did Rebekah instruct her son Jacob to pretend to be Esau, to receive the blessing from his father Isaac? I believe it was because she remembered the prophecy that the Lord revealed to her when she was carrying the twin boys in her womb. Genesis 25, verse 23. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. 
Jacob valued the birthright. Esau despised it and sold it for a bowl of soup. Jacob loved the Torah. Esau was a man of the fields. Jacob was being obedient to his mother in doing what he did. And Jacob's father brings forth the fulfillment of the prophecy as Isaac speaks these words over Jacob. Let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you and be master over your brethren. And let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you. And blessed be those who bless you. When Esau learns that his father has given his blessing to his brother Jacob, he cries out with an exceedingly bitter cry. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. And that begins the root of bitterness between them. A bitter root defiles many. It is a poisonous well of hatred that many generations drink from, as it is written in Genesis 27:41. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning from my father are at hand, and then I will kill my brother Jacob. So what does the God of Israel say about Jacob and Esau? In Malachi chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it is written, Was Esau Jacob's brother? says the Lord, yet Jacob have I loved, and Esau I have hated. Why does God hate Esau? Esau had baseless hatred for his brother Jacob. He had murder in his heart, even from within the womb. Esau and the spiritual descendants of Esau have spilled much Jewish blood over the centuries, and much blood was spilled on October the 7th. So now I want to jump into Ezekiel chapter 35 and look at verse 5. Because you harbored an ancient hatred and handed the people of Israel over to the sword in their time of calamity, the time set forth for their punishment, assuredly as I live, declares Hashem, I will doom you with blood. Blood shall pursue you. I swear that for your bloodthirsty hatred, blood shall pursue you. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse is very insightful. And it says, although chapter 32 ended Ezekiel's prophecies against the nations, he returns with one final chapter against the nation of Edom. The Edomites were descendants of Esau whose animosity towards his brother Jacob was perpetuated throughout history. Esau inhabited the mountainous region on the east side of the Arava Valley around Mount Seir, a dry, barren, rocky landscape. Ezekiel explains that since the Edomites constantly assisted Israel's enemies, God was personally against them and would ensure that their country would remain desolate. And so, in a way, ancient Edom is a lot like modern-day Iran. Modern-day Iran never directly gets into the conflict with Israel, but they have their little proxies, their Hezbollah proxy, their Hamas proxy, and their Houthis now in Yemen proxies. And Iran supplies, equips, 
gives money and training to these proxies, and then these proxies are the ones that actually attack Israel with missiles and rockets and drones and, and all kinds of attacks. But Iran is the head of the snake, just like Edom would always assist Israel's enemies. And so um, this ancient hatred between Esau, that Esau had hatred towards his brother Jacob, is manifesting today. And so it's a spiritual battle of the spiritual descendants of Jacob, those who love the God of Israel, who love his book, the Bible, and who love Israel and the Jewish people, and the spiritual descendants of Esau, those who hate the God of Israel, who hate the book, the Bible, who hate Israel, and who hate the Jewish people. So it truly is a spiritual conflict, and it is fought and won in prayer. So I encourage you, if you aren't already involved in some kind of a small group, I mean, you can certainly pray by yourself in your prayer closet, and that's good to do. But it's also powerful to connect with other people, maybe through your local fellowship or church, maybe over the phone on a phone prayer call or a Zoom prayer call. But it's it, it's good to pray with others who will who have a heart that you're like-minded with, who have a heart for Israel and for the Jewish people, um, to fight this battle that's waging. Um, there's the battle, the, the literal battle, with the boots on the ground and the bombs that are flying, but there's also a spiritual battle, and Israel needs us right now, now more than ever. They need our, our prayers, they need our friendship, they need our support in every way possible. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.